Ask the Podcast Coach for May 30th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. I got to bring the energy, Jim. I'm bringing energy this week. Hey! (laughs) It's Saturday. There is that music. It means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Uh, a little, a little feedback from last week. I think if you missed the yeah. show, and some of, and some of you did. Dave wasn't bringing the energy, but he's bringing it today. We, apparently, <laughs> apparently, he's bringing it. Dave, we have a coffee pour, though. We do have a coffee pour. Let's bring it on. Who's who sponsors us? This, this pour, of course. This is courtesy of PodcastBranding.co. Uh, the thing about this, if you're looking to look good, your podcast, you want to look good. It's affordable. It's professionally designed podcast websites, logos, artwork. You need it. Cover art, everything. There's social media, eBooks, lead magnets. Uh, this is all done by the award-winning graphic and web designer, Mark Decote. He's got over 30 years in the design field. He's been podcasting since 2013. He's branded over a hundred podcasts and he wants to work with you. And I'm listening to an audio book about crowdfunding and there's this crowdfund thing that was trying to get done and they didn't meet their, meet their goal. So the guy took the little bit of money that he did get, went and got good graphics, not from Mark. This is just a book I read, but nonetheless, point being, he got good graphics, came back and did the same crowdfunding thing and met his goal because it looked more professional. So if you want to look good, Go say hi to Mark. Say, hey, Dave and Jim said we should stop by podcastbranding.co. His mission is to ensure your podcast looks as professional as possible. So thanks, Mark, for uh, sponsoring the Coffee Pour. What uh, What are we doing for June? Have well, you... here's the thing. The uh, I reached out to Mark and I go, the, the way we're doing this, you get first shot. You know, you can stay yeah. where you're at. Or we could throw it to chance and you might get outbid. You might have to pay more. You might have to pay less. What are you going to do? And he said, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and take my spot in June. So nice, Mark. Good work. Yeah. So he said he's actually, I I said, have you gotten any orders yet or anything? He goes, I am getting traffic. Good. So I was like, it takes a little while. Like it takes a little while. I think he'll, he'll, he'll probably see because. It people need to hear it over and over and over. I think that's the mistake we make in sponsorships sometimes is thinking one or two mentions will do it, and it just doesn't. You need that consistent in you know. in the book Profit from Your Podcast coming out in theory in July of twenty twenty. Uh, I mentioned how there was uh, Legal Zoom. You remember when Legal Zoom? They're probably still oh, yeah. sponsor yeah. people, oh, and yeah. they were on a podcast, and the first month was just horrendous. Like it was just horrible. And they actually went back to the podcaster and said, Hey, um, we're going to like cancel. I know we're supposed to be doing this for like three months, but uh, we're out. We're not getting, we're not seeing anything. So they did, they undid everything. And then another like month went by and they emailed them back and said, "Uh, we need to go again because I don't know what's going on, but like we're getting more business now because it just takes a while for people to, uh, I just, I just listened to a show this week, uh, and it was uh, Malcolm Gladwell. I forget uh, revisionist history or something like that. I play it, and on comes like you know jingle bells and, and Christmas type music because it was like some sort of Christmas special thing. And I was like, again, it's time shifted, and that that kind of leads us to one of the things I wanted to talk about today. We got a, a question here. This is in Facebook, uh, and I didn't write down the person's name. Is there a certain time of the day? that you upload your podcast, is there a certain time that is better than others? And we were, for me, I don't know why I have this weird deadline in my head that it has to be out. I typically set mine to release because I want it out on Monday morning. So I set it to release uh, Sunday or Monday at 12.01 AM, which is basically Monday morning. And um, I just figure... It's. I usually don't have a problem with that. You're going to hear in the school of podcasting this week where I was really pushing it. And it's always kind of funny because I don't think there's some guy in New York, in New York, in California, I'm on the East Coast. 
I don't think there's some guy in California at nine o'clock going, "Hey, dude, where's like the podcast at? Like it's nine yeah. o'clock. I'm, I want to go surfing at nine. on their phone. Yeah, on their phone, going refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh. <laughs> you you might be though. The, I, I I think the odds are are low, but you may have a super fan who is dependent on that program coming out. Like especially if you've advertised. I think you said before, right? So school podcasting. I think you said it comes out by midnight Eastern time on Sunday nights or something like that. You don't advertise it, but I think you've said that before. Yeah, that's when I usually post it. Sunday nights at midnight is usually when I'm going to bed and I'm posting it if it hasn't. Yeah. yeah. And so there could be somebody, uh, you know, so who's that's their Monday morning commute. You know, I told you for a while that was my Monday morning commute podcast every Monday morning. So I think the odds are low. I don't think it's zero, though. I think that in some cases there may be folks who are waiting for. I, I did the same thing last weekend. I produced I because of the holiday weekend. I didn't get home gadget geeks out till late Saturday night, I yeah. think. Or and I try to have it out first thing Saturday morning, or maybe it was even Sunday morning. I might have waited till Sunday to get that done. And um, so I got it produced, got it published. Was like cool. I'm off the hook, you know, whatever. And then Monday morning, somebody in our Facebook group goes, "Hey Jim, I can't see this because I promoted it on Facebook." And they were like, I can't see this anywhere. <laughs> like, where is it? So for 24 hours, it was nowhere. I hadn't clicked the box in PowerPress to, to add it to the RSS feed. You know, it's a category feed podcast. So hadn't checked that box. And um, so, th- yeah, someone did notice. They were trying. It was Monday morning. They were trying to get it. So does it, Dave, does, does it need to be, I think the question for that you're asking here is, does it have to be, you have to nail it every single week? Well, I think, what does your audience expect? If if you have an audience expects you to nail it at 9 a.m. on Mondays, well, I think you better. Yeah. But I, if they don't, yeah, I think you're off the hook. Kyle says if it's not out by 12.02, he's, he's sending an email. <laughs> and that's the way people are treating it. And that's where I kind of go, I need to think about this because, like, I, I mean, I was listening to stuff from December. I have a bazillion right now in my playlist because I just got done listening to an audio book. And when I spend six hours listening to an audio book, that's six hours I'm not listening to a podcast. So I'm way behind now. And I don't care because all the stuff I listen to, you know, the only thing I can think of is if in like three months I start a podcast and they're like, all right, today we're going to talk about Joe Rogan going to Spotify. I'm like, okay, I don't need that anymore. Uh, so for me, I don't. I don't care, but there are, I am seeing more and more people that really start to obsess over that. Like, you know, I release at ten fifty one a you know, a.m. Mountain Time, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, well, maybe the audience, maybe yeah. that's an expectation that you set to the audience, and that if you have that kind of audience engagement where they're expecting that for whatever reasons, well, then yeah, if you set that expectation, you're going to probably have to meet it, and and not have to is a you know is a loose term. Do you have to? No, I mean, there's not, you're not going to go yeah. to a podcast prison, but <laughs> could it, could it, could it cause your audience to drop off? Yeah, maybe. You know, well, maybe. I, there are certain shows I listen on certain days. And so I know on Wednesday or Friday is hate to wait. Those are my friends and they do it on Thursday, but I don't, if it's not there, I just know something's going on and you know, whatever. I, I know I listened to uh, You Want to Do What on Wednesday, but she announced she was taking some time off, and she did. So yeah. I just found something else to listen to on Wednesday. But Craig makes an interesting point in the chat. Oh, we'll go to Brandon's. Yeah, we'll go to Brandon. We'll go to, first, yep. uh, he says, I subscribe to about 100 podcasts. There are about, there are about 15 that are his core shows. I actually used to have mm-hmm. a playlist called uh, Top Shelf, I think it was. And I know what day they're coming out. Uh, the rest play when they show up. Exactly. Um, and then Craig says, yeah, news podcasts need to be pushed out quickly. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> we this week pushed out our May update for Clifton Strengths, the stuff I do at work. And it was a May update. We recorded May 1st <laughs> and it went out yesterday. We have been, we've had a crazy schedule and it just didn't get done. And so it was once that's, and, and I was talking to one of my editors about this and I said, we probably dropped the ball on this one. Like, I, I, I don't know. And he said, Jim, you, you, you were the one who decided the priorities on these, right? He was just reminding me, you, you call the shots on the parties. And I'm like, uh, you're right. I do. This was a, this was a mistake. Don't let me do this again. Don't let me go 30 days on something that is dated content. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, Mr. Naughty Bit says there was a YouTube podcast, he says in quotation marks, that drops at uh, 10 a.m. every day and was alerted uh, YouTube shadow banned. 
that episode minutes after did not appear in the subscription feeds. I don't know what shadow banned. I'm assuming it has the word banned in it. So I'm assuming that's, that's not good. Uh, Yeah. But, um, uh, Oh, go ahead. Brandon says, I like to have my shows downloaded before I get in my car. Yeah. Me and me, you and me both. There are times when I will, you know, you fire up your phone. You're like, you need to have 48 updates. And I'm like, Hold on, let me do that now. They well, go pretty fast, yeah, though. I yeah, find I use Overcast, and if I haven't downloaded it, I was out walking around the other day, and I wanted to listen to a podcast that hadn't hit the download spot yet, and I it just I just let it do it over the air. And they're they're pretty small. I mean, six, a sixty meg or even a hundred meg file on a phone is still pretty small. I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't do it, but I'm just for for the rest of the world, you can in some cases just let it download. It'll be fine. Yeah, uh, Kyle says I like the Todd Cochran quote. Uh, from Blueberry, uh, people build you into their lives. Yep, it's it's you become part of their routine. That's why I try to be consistent on a date and time. Mm-hmm. I just know, in in like I said, you'll hear this in this week's school of podcasting. I somehow was throwing myself on my sword to to meet my deadline. When in reality, right. I don't think anybody would have really, you know, yeah. You know, well, did I, you get feedback? If you were late, would you get feedback? Well, that here's my thing, and I'm almost doing the show now. I would rather have a late show <laughs> that was good than an on-time show that had crap yeah. in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But I agree. no, I, I the only feedback I got was I had typos, which I was like, mm, you 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 have some you have some um, typo finding fanatics in you. I, like the whole time I've known you. Really, the most feedback you get is around your typos. That's it. And I just, like, I don't, I don't, and I know I make them all the time, and I just don't. So, but you've got some, you have some typo-finding fans. Yeah, I almost am tempted to get a new keyboard, because I noticed this morning there are times when it's either Grammarly or something is autocorrecting, and it ends up autocorrecting after I've moved on, like, three words. Mm. So I don't see it, and I'm like, wait, that got changed? I'm like, that's not what I said. So, although in in this case this was, and I've I've found this uh, in the past where a lot of my typos, and this is what makes it even more embarrassing, are in the title. Yeah, because I oh. you type that, you move down to the next one, and Grammarly I used didn't the have wrong. To- I used the wrong word. I used dual the uh, the wrong dual right. So there's two. You spell dual two different ways, right? And I used the wrong one. And you know that's there's nothing more embarrassing. And I had a, it was I think there was even a, a vendor associated with it. There's nothing more embarrassing when you've miss when you have a misspelling or if you misspelled somebody's name. <laughs> that's terrible uh, too, right? That's I've I've yeah. been there, done that. Um, yeah. Gabrielle says I hate grammar. I love mm, Grammarly saves me yeah. a lot of embarrassment. Um, but I have actually found uh, a combination of Grammarly and Word yeah. are a good for me because I'm I am I am the worst I am the world's worst at this. So I actually copy and paste it off of it's something that Grammarly has done, and I put it into Microsoft Word, and it has found uh, several oh, different yeah. things that Grammarly hasn't found, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, that to me no subscription. Uh, especially it, uh, just all the time. I have it running and everything. And then what's sad is I forget what I was using. And for whatever reason, Grammarly wouldn't work in that particular software or whatever. And I thought everything was fine and I published it and then copied it and pasted it into Google Docs. And it looked like somebody shot it. It was just red ink everywhere. And I was like, wait, what, what? And I go back and I'm like, oh, Grammarly doesn't work in this. And everything I just put in was just, you know. Oh, um, oh, Grammarly doesn't work in this. Bangs has a point too. Grammarly is a, they are just dead set on the Oxford comma. Yeah. And that's just, I'm not. And so like, that's another one of those things you're going to have to, if you're, if you write a lot with lists, you know, like this, this, and this, that's where it becomes, that's where the Oxford comma, comma becomes important. So. That is very, very true. Uh, Fred has a question about uh, web hosts. He says, other than HostGator and Bluehost, and for the record, they're owned by the same company, so it's almost the same thing. Um, well, Maple Grove Partners is yes! what uh, Jim is on. The School of Podcasting is on that. Uh, or I, I'm a good friend of uh, CoolerWebsites.com, which, of course, is my GoDaddy reseller. Uh, I have one. Uh, wait a minute. HostGator took me down and Bluehost was in the process of censorship. Um, well, the one thing you have to keep in remember, too, with um, with any web host 
if you're using WordPress, you have to, like not want to, you have to keep that bad boy updated. I have a love-hate relationship with um, with WordPress because of that. Uh, because if you don't keep that bad boy updated, you're just painting the words hack me on your back. But uh, I like SiteGround. Um, I don't know that I would get their Big Shot Smarty Pants plan because you end up, it's super cheap the first year, then the next year you're like, wait, I'm paying $400 for web hosting? What? So, uh, but yeah, Maple Grove Partners is like, what, 12 bucks, something like that. Uh, 10, 10, 10 a month. And, 10 a month and media and web hosting if you, if you need both. Yeah, the the difference here is if you are used to 24-hour live chat support, right, right. that going to get that. Yeah, but, no, um, it's a it's a small it's a small town, a small business owner, a couple, a couple, you know, it's a family that runs it. Christian's pretty responsive, though. I, yeah. I, I have to admit, if I, you know, if I need something, I just ping him and he usually gets right back to me. The stuff just doesn't break, just to be honest. That's like it. every time it breaks, it's my fault. So it just doesn't break. Well, and that goes back again to, you know, if you're using WordPress, keep it updated and for the love of God, have a backup. You know, that's why I use Managed WP. I did that this week. I canceled. I boy, talk about more mistakes. I have moved more podcast money to. I got to remember which one it is. Podcast page. Okay. Um, not pod, pod page. page. There's podcast. pod page. This is podcast no, page. So I moved to that. Yeah. So I go in. I get charged my four hundred bucks by uh, SiteGround. I email them. I'm like, hey, and it says your website was more podcast money. I'd forgotten that I had a plan where I put more than one website. Mm. And the other one, I'm kind of in limbo right now, was podcastconsultant.com. So I go in, I say, hey, can I get a refund? I'm not using more podcast money anymore. Sure enough, they whack it. Well, in the process, I whacked podcastconsultant.com. Oh. And I was like, oh, crap. So I, uh, I, it was either go back to them and say, turn it back on, which means they're going to charge me 400 bucks. But because I had a backup... I could easily restore it, except I right now manage WP and where I put it, which is on cooler websites, they're not playing nice together. So I'm working with manage WP, who actually has pretty decent support. And they're like, hey, you need to just do this and this and that and get the two to connect because it'll take like two seconds. When I it's the thing I love about manage WP is there it's super easy to do a restore if you can get the two websites to talk to each other. And right now they're not. But that was another one that I was like, oh, again, just trying to. Just, just a little too much haste, creating just a little bit too much waste, and I was like, uh, uh, "You've got a lot to manage there, though." I mean, that's that yeah. it's, to keep track of all that stuff is sometimes pretty difficult. Yeah, it makes makes uh, things fun. Um, here's a fun one. Let me, hey, before we move yeah. on to that, let me ask you this question: sure. Do you recommend? Um, do you recommend when when we think about multiple hosting sites? Mm-hmm. Because of that, do you recommend or what's your thoughts on do you try to get do you try to consolidate if you have multiple websites? Do you try to consolidate them down onto one or is the distributed nature of it having it in different places because of outages yeah. or fees or whatever? Do you recommend having a couple different ones? It's a good question. Cuz I I do. I have one on SiteGround. I have a bunch on coolerwebsites.com. I have School of Podcasting is on Maple Grove. I kind of see either or because if it's one, like I just realized that I have, oh, I forget, it's something WordPress hosting on cooler websites, which is two websites for, I want to say 12 bucks, something like that. It's pretty cheap. Of course, I'm I'm selling it to my distributor price on that, but it's, it's, it's fairly inexpensive. And then I look into it. I could have five websites for 16. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to move these under the same plan mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a good question, isn't it? It like, is a good question because yeah. it, it really does then say, how much do you trust that company? Right. right. And I'm like, hmm, because I was just listening to an episode of the No Agenda show. And in the middle of, of it, Adam Curry goes, wow, Amazon.com is down. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's interesting as much as people – build their business on, on their infrastructure. Uh, but I guess it, you know, again, it really does depend on how much yeah. do you trust that, that host. Well, and I think, you know, it's, it's two different methodologies. One would be a distributed nature. In other words, I'm not going to trust 
everything to one place. And, and in this yeah. case, like if Amazon goes down, say you're you're an Amazon subscriber, you're doing things on S3, Amazon goes down, you're down. But the chances of Amazon going down, they're pretty small. And so, yeah. you know, it's that it's that risk kind of thing. And then I for you, okay, I think it's a no-brainer for you to have it on different host providers because yeah. you need to test them. Like you need to know what they do. There's no better way to know what they do than being on them. But I don't I don't necessarily think I think for most people consolidating it down to one is a smarter call to make sure you're doing the updates, you know what's going on there, you're paying attention to what's happening, you're getting the notifications from the host provider. Those kinds of things I think are important. So it always depends. I think for some, consolidate it. For others, you probably want it distributed. The one thing that dawned on me is all my domain names are on GoDaddy, Yeah, but I've never had web hosting on GoDaddy. Go I have web <laughs> I have web hosting on my GoDaddy reseller, which is kind of but nonetheless uh yeah, so uh Randy <sighs> says another strong vote for uh, Maple Grove Partners uh and podcast sites with Christian. Yeah, if you like to if you like to support the small business and and you know Christian, he he's actually, you know, he built Maple Grove Partners around the average guy.tv because he's been hosting me for 10 years. Yeah. And so he started small with me. He was like, Hey, I want to do some things. I want to test some stuff. Can we, can we just bring the average guy.tv and do it that way? And it, he kind of built a business around it. So it's kind of, it's kind of host optimized. It's, uh, it's optimized for, um, for podcasting. It's WordPress optimized. It's super secure. One of the cool things about it is I don't have a C panel to go into. Like mm-hmm. I don't, that I don't want that. I don't like, no, 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 no. If I need something, I just say, Hey, can you spin this up for me? And he does it. So it's um, for me, it's a huge, it's a huge benefit to have that. But again, like you said, it's not a, you're not going to necessarily pick up the phone and, and get somebody to answer on the other side. It's more, more chat and email based. Yeah. And the, the point you just brought up, the reason I missed having multiple sites on SiteGround is because they changed their interface. Hmm. They're really smart about it. Hey, we're changing it. We're here's a webinar. Here's the tutorial. And guess who consumed none of that? So that was me. And I just mm-hmm. went in and was like, hey, I got charged. I need this done and didn't really sniff around anywhere. And I was like, ah. So, uh, so you're all on you're all on GoDaddy for your hosting for your, I'm not hosting, but uh, for your domain registration stuff. Yeah, I have. Well, I have I think I have two on Hover. I have one on Namecheap, um, and then I have like whatever my hundred plus on GoDaddy because I'm part. I, they actually called me the one day and said, "Why aren't you in the domain club?" And I'm like, "What's the yeah. domain club?" And they're like, "You can get domains for like eight bucks." And I was like, "Oh!" And they're like, "And being that you have a gazillion, um, it's like a hundred dollars a year, but you will save that in the amount of domains." So I actually uh, went through yesterday and was was taking some off auto renew. Like I no longer, yep, I no yep. longer own Jillian Michaels podcast.com. I'm like, Oh, that's actually, a sad day. I reached out to them and said, Hey, you know, before somebody grabs this and tries to gouge you, like, I'll be happy to just transfer this over to you. If you want it, I'm a fan, nothing. And I've, I've tried yeah, that no. for a couple of years. I just went, all right, well, I tried. Should read your email more. So, <laughs> or they just don't care. Or they just They're don't like, care. Here, they, this is a weird fan. Like this is a weird fan. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, That's own, still weird for a lot of people. Yeah. We own JillianMichaels.com. We're good. You you can keep the, the podcast one. So um, yeah, there, everybody in the chat room is talking about how, uh, you know, Randy says, yep, I'm in the domain club for years. Easily pays for itself. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I, uh, I became a GoDaddy reseller so I could sell myself stuff and that pays for itself. And then I do have the occasional person will go over to coolerwebsites.com and buy something. And I'm like, oh, look, mm-hmm. free money. So, and the also that started with me. I used to hate GoDaddy because they would nickel and dime you for everything. Oh, yeah. And then Mike Dell one day said, actually, they've changed. And I was like, really? And uh, so I put mm. one website over there and was like, hmm. And then that's when they started calling me to say, hey, do you know how we could save you money? And I was like, this is a company that keeps calling me to take money out of their pocket. And I'm like, that's really odd in my book. And I just went, yeah. so I threw another one over there and another one. I was like, so far, you know, and I love the fact that I can call them at two in the morning and get somebody on the phone, you know? So yeah, that's, no, right on They're They're huge. That's the, that's the advantage to that. So they don't make it click like 4,000 times to buy something. Now that was always, well, I did a GoDaddy transaction and it was like, Hey, do you want the, do you want this? Do you well, want now that? They have the new have thing. Here's the new thing is it, when you buy a domain name, they're like, Hey, do you want this extra protection to make sure nobody can steal your domain? And I'm like, you can't, unless that's a new thing. And I'm like, 
transferring a domain from one person to the other is kind of a pain in the butt because you have to do the secret double handshake and this yeah. and that and, and recon, you know, you have to confirm the reconfirmation of this and that. And then they, okay, good. And now that, cause I've bought a few domains from other people. Yeah. It, it's a process. And I'm like, I'm not sure why I should pay. And it's not much. It's somewhere 10, 20 bucks or whatever a year. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying that because I don't need it. So that was and the that's one. That's not I, auto renewal. I mean, I, that's not. No, that's that's, and it's not an SSL certificate. It's something huh. about weird making sure your podcast doesn't get stolen. And I'm like, to the best of my knowledge, it's not easy to, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And then of course, Bang says, yeah, they can short circuit that. So maybe there's some sort of extra protection, but weird. Yeah, I was like, and not, not something I'm. Uh, I, I wish a criminal would short circuit my mortgage and just pay it off for me. That'd be, <laughs> that's that'd be it. awesome. Come on, get with the program. <laughs> hey, can you pay my bills? <laughs> that's been my way of financial planning. I right? just stay in enough debt that nobody wants to steal it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, I don't want those guys. That guy's finances, not yeah, in a million years. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a quick second. And uh, speaking of people that I would gladly, you know, they're helping me pay my mortgage, which is great if I had one, are the awesome supporters. And let me get this little gizmo off the screen. Uh, we're talking about awesome people like, uh, well, if anybody wants to be the teacher's pet, this is one-on-one -on -one consulting once a month. So if you're looking for an accountability partner, you're looking for some feedback on your show, uh, you're looking to launch your podcast, it is deeply discounted. Yes, it's discounted. It's discounted from uh, my typical one-on-one -on -one consulting. Uh, but we always like to thank our $20 supporters, people like Greg at DebtShepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness, Glenn the Geek Hebert at HorseRadioNetwork.com, Max Trescott up in the air at AviationNewsTalk.com, Shane at Spybrary.com, uh, Carl White at LifeInTheCarolinasPodcast.com, Kim Craggy at Toastmasters101.net, and Ed Sullivan at Say It With Me, Jim. SonicCupcake.com. Uh, I don't know if that's, is that good? Was that good? Like, I'm not sure that was good. Should, do we, do we want to do that faster or, um, or do we want it? I, it needs, I don't know. Do you have reverb on your, uh, on your you know, uh, I do on the roadcaster. I would have to figure out how to turn it on. That would uh, be fun. Maybe, maybe we'll have to practice that for the future. Yeah. And we'll thank our $5 bonus, uh, people, uh, Corey Finneran at IVNV.com, Chris Holyfield at IamSaltLake.com, Ed Ryan at Podcasting for Dummies, Eric Hunley at Unstructured Pod, uh, Illiquity at TravelGlutenFree.me, Jason Bryan at MattTalkOnline.com, Jason Curtis at CUATX.com, Jeremy Dennis at TransmissionsPodcast.com, some guy named Jim Collison at TheAverageGuy.tv, uh, Jim Harold at Podlords, um, Joe Salsi High at StackingBenjamins.com. We need that for Sonic Cupcake. That's we need it. something that, a little bit. A little Sonic bit. Cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll have to. We'll have to look for some back back music. Jay Cleveland Payne at MoreBetterMedia.com. <laughs> Carrie Porter Bond. She's in the chat room from KeyWestPerspective.com. Uh, Kim at TeachersNeedTeachers.com. Boy, more that now than ever, I bet. Uh, Kim Slusher at Distracted Life Podcast. Master Cauldron at cauldronscript.com. Matthew at scottishpodcast.com. Michael Ray. Ross Brand, the one and only livestreamuniverse.com. Rob Griffiths at bedtime.fm. Troy Heinrichs at blacklistexposed.com. Troy Price at frenchporchstudios.com. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, later today, I'll be looking at my schedule. And because of Craig, you've heard it because of my podcast, because of Craig, we'll be having a, uh, and because of Mark, we're over our goal to have another um, get together, a private one. And uh, the one for that will include the awesome supporters will be probably around one o'clock, one thirty in the afternoon, because that's something that the people overseas can can hit so i appreciate uh that feedback jim you looked like you were posed to oh, pour. I, I need to do a second half pour uh, here we go <laughs> so thanks good. thanks to mark over <laughs> uh i'm too tickled by my own stupid that sounds sound good there you go uh, that sounds it, it makes sounds it good. makes me want to pee but that's because i'm a middle-aged white well guy. yeah you and me both my yeah. friend uh you thanks to mark you both at podcastbranding.co. All right. In the second month. Thanks for doing that, Mark. Yeah. And uh, this was from Trevor Dale. He said, and this is just one of those things where 
sometimes we want to do some some research or just kind of track things. And he says, I've reached 500 followers on my Facebook page. But then I asked people to comment subscribed in the comments, and I would thank them on our next episode. You want to guess how many people uh, put subscribed in the comments? Zero. That is correct. Yeah. The big goose egg. I was like, what? He says, uh, my followers on my page to the subscriber ratio is super low. Well, yeah, I guess zero is, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Most of my followers I got from posting something from my page, they liked in a group of a common interest and then in, uh, then invited them and they accepted. But I'm guessing a great deal. Don't even know I'm a podcast. Any advice on turning page followers into subscribers or even one-time listeners? Mm. Just have to keep asking. Yeah. I, I, that's, All the time. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. people. I remember uh, on Twitter and things like that where – People would go, I, I'm so confused because, you know, I've got a gazillion retweets or likes or whatever. And they're like, but I'm not getting any downloads. And that's where I think it was Paul Culliken did a uh, a thing. And he said, there are many people that will, in some cases, using if this, then that or some other thing, just have it set that, hey, if Jim posts something, retweet it. And yeah. so they're not even reading what they're read. You know, Jim could have some sort of bizarre post that's, you know, whatever, and it still gets retweeted. So I don't think people, cause everybody needs content. I want to put content out to my audience and Jim seems like a nice guy. I'll retweet his stuff. And in the end, nobody's listening. They're just content, putting it out there to put it out there. And I was it's, like, it's like our advertising here. Like we mentioned this early in the show, you just got to keep asking and keep doing, let's do an experiment. So right now we have, Oh, 28 people watching us or so there's three likes down right, 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 right down there. Okay. So if you, if you're watching, so let's just see, does it work? I don't know. Click the like button. We'll give it, we'll give it a minute to see just how many of you, because we <laughs> asked you, will you click the like button? It's one of the things I've been doing um, while we're waiting. One of the things I've been doing, uh, trying to do a better job of on the Gallup podcast stuff is up front, just ask. Just say, hey, it helps with discovery if you click the like button. Like that stuff that on YouTube, that kind of does matter. It's not, it doesn't rocket you to the top, but it kind of helps. Comments help as well. So, you know, um, click the like button. Let's see how many. Okay. I see 12. Very nice. Very These are nice. updating in real time. There you go. So, yeah, we went from three to 12 in about 30 seconds. Uh, maybe we'll get a few more out there. I mean, I'm not going to try to shame anybody into this, but I may <laughs> talk at this tone for the rest of the show, not let Dave talk at all. Unless you go, there's 13 likes, so that's good. I almost feel like it's uh, we're doing some kind of auction. Hey, we, get, we, get, we got 13. We got 13. Can we get to 14? Can we get to 14? Can we get to Dave Jackson? It's a, G- 14, 14. It's a Jerry Lewis telethon. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Let's go to the board. Exactly. Well, but it's. I, I think it is one of those, and and not just once, but I think that has to kind of be a reminder. Don't forget to click and subscribe down below. Like by the way, if you want to get notified of when Ask the Podcast Coach is going live. Click that subscribe button, the notification bell. That way you click all and you get you get notified when it happens. I have that. I'm subscribed to it. And so I know I see it pop in when we get started. About 30 seconds after we get started, it pops out, right? And says, hey, Dave and Jim are live and you want to come join us. 15 likes down there. No, we got 15. We got 15. Hey, can we get 16 for Dave Jackson? For Dave Jackson over there, get him 16. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be here the rest of the day. <laughs> The uh, here's an oldie good, but goodie, and I was really like, really, really, we're still talking about this. Yeah, uh, this is why well, I won't say their name. Uh, says this isn't a Facebook group. Says, hey tribe, two years after launching my first podcast, I'm about to launch another one for my business. For the first podcast, I didn't drop a ton of episodes uh, the first week and struggled to build my listeners. I heard that if you drop loads of episodes the first week. You get picked up by, want to guess what he says there, Jim? Want to finish the sentence? No, go ahead. New and noteworthy on oh. Apple Podcast. Is this an urban legend? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, no, could not believe it. Uh, yeah, new and noteworthy for those of you who are uh, new to new and noteworthy. Uh, doesn't do diddly squat for you anymore. Did probably back in 2007. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm reading 
I'm giving away my book, More Podcast Money, on my podcast at morepodcastmoney.com. And I was reading about how the charts really helped you. And this was back in 2014. And there were people that had um, different actors and stuff. But new and noteworthy really doesn't do much for you, as does uh, ratings and reviews do not help you get found. They are social proof. But in terms of the actual algorithm, they don't do anything. But I was just like, wow, new and, we're still talking about new and noteworthy, which I realize because I still see people that are using the whole file for download feed burner thing. And I'm like, really? We're still feed like feed burner? Really? I hear it a lot less, though. Yeah, don't you much think? less. I mean, it's a lot less than it used to be. Yeah. So uh, I was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, hey, I got um, last week a little update. Oh, yeah. So I, I ordered new business cards last week and they came in. Oh, yeah, there's always a weird. I'm trying to weird, do the thing. There, um, we go. there we go. There's always a weird uh, yeah. shine on these. But yeah, they came in Vistaprint, you know, ask the podcast coach on the back. So always find me on ask the podcast coach, double sided. Nice, nicely done. I don't know, 30 bucks or whatever to get them. Um, it, you know, uh, the, we're, we're also, we're pairing them. You can, you can take me off full screen. No, we're just watching but, you the rest of the show, man. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the reason I got them was because we're, I'm, I'm kind of doing a new campaign. One of my listeners, it makes these 3d printed coins run, makes these 3d printed coins for me. And we're making another run at kind of like distributing them out. And I think I have some listeners who I should probably just give them to anyways. But, um, and so I wanted business cards to throw in the mailer. We talked about this last nice. week. You still need business cards. So that's one of those where, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to mailer. If I'm sending them to him, I'm going to just drop two or three business cards in there for him anyway. So they have them and they get mailed about $4 here in the United States. So it cost me, it's a $5 Patreon level in the, in the coin. You know, those things cost us a certain amount to make. I sent Ron uh, some, some reimbursement for that as well. And then, about four dollars to ship them because they're thick. I didn't realize this. They're a little thicker than a letter, and they don't bend. And the post office penalizes you. At least in the United States, the post office penalizes you for mail that does not bend. I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay, all right. So you know, typically, you know, a stamp is I don't know what's the cost to send something here on it with a stamp in the United. Is it seventy five cents? Is it fifty five no. cents? I don't even know how much is it these days. I bought forever stamps the yeah. last time I bought them. And how much are they? I have no idea. I don't either. I like, wanna, I have no I idea say, like, what postage 55 is. cents, something like that. Chat room, I just U.S. Want, postage. I just want to go, just make them a buck. Like, let's just go up. I know the, that's true. the post office is having a bad day, and I'm like, you know, but I, I want to say it was like 55 cents, something like that. Well, and I didn't, I knew it would be three to three to four dollars, and I didn't want to put a whole bunch of stamps on there. That looks jankety. So right. I just popped in with the mask and did the, went to the post office. By the way, the guy at the post office who I saw was masterful. So if you ever want to talk about how to sell something, I don't know what school of sales this guy went to, and I didn't expect this at the post office, but he started me. I'm like, okay, I need to mail this. What are my options? And he first starts, he's like, okay. And it, it almost sounded like an auctioneer when he was doing this. Okay, we, <laughs> we're going to get there. We got this. $26 was the very first option. And it appears on the screen. And he, you can tell he's done this a bunch. He's doing the sales pitch as the things, as the prices are appearing on the screen. You know, they got that little screen oh, yeah. down below and it's just showing up. So he's saying exactly what they are. They're showing up on the screen. I'm like, God, this is amazing. This guy. So he starts at $26 and I'm like, Oh, heck no. I am yeah. not paying $26. Then he goes to a $17 option. Then he goes to a $9 option. And then he, he, he waits for a second. And I look at him and he, and he goes, well, we do have the standard delivery of $4. And I'm like, I'll take that one. But, you know, in sales, when you're doing things, you don't start with the cheapest options and you go expensive. You start with the best, the premium, and you work your way down. And you wait for your, you wait for the person you're working with to, ch to bite. And you don't, you wait, you know, you wait till you get that no, and then you drop it down. You wait till you get that no, and you drop it down. Did not expect that at the U.S. Post Office. And I think there's a lesson there oftentimes, too, when we think about uh, what how we post on Patreon or how we sell our ads or how we do those. Sometimes we put the cheapest things we have out there. Of course, people are going to take the cheapest option on the first round. But if you don't, if you don't give them some options to say, oh, you know, I think Patreon has been recommending don't do one dollar plans. No, like, right. Now, that's self-serving for them. Let's just be really, really clear. Right. Self-serving, right? But I think it's a good recommendation, Dave. I don't know. As we, as we think about the way we sell ourselves, I think we sell ourselves too cheap sometimes. Absolutely. In, in this class I've been taking, we got into 
pricing things. And I said, you know, when I first opened the school of podcasting it was five bucks and I couldn't, you know, couldn't give it away. And my one friend said, can you name anything on the internet that you can buy for five bucks that's worth anything? He goes, most people are paying five bucks in shipping. And I was like, that's a good point. So as I raised my prices over the years, I A, got more people because people saw that and went, oh, well, that can't be any good. And then then the other thing was I got better. It sounds weird. I got kind of better students because at $20, people would sign up and still not do anything. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to help you if you're not like get up and go? Uh, But she said, she said, look at how much somebody would have to buy if you went and bought a class, if you went and bought some books. Think about the time they would have to watch all the outdated YouTube videos. She goes, you are delivering value to these people, especially if you're helping them transform from point A to uh, to point B. So, uh, yeah. And and she said, absolutely. She goes, when. she goes, we always talk about pricing, and she goes, people always want to do $1 and $5. And she goes, and I can just tell you that in almost all cases, but not all, she goes, but in most cases, that doesn't work. She goes, because you think you're going to make it up in volume. And she goes, you don't. And she goes, the other thing is you get people. She goes, people pay attention to things they pay for. And she goes, yeah. and if you're not, yeah. if, if it's not a pain point, then you end up with a bunch of people that aren't doing anything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I pulled my $1 plan from Patreon yeah. and just said, you know, I'm going to do five. It's going to have a coin. And then I started putting some advertising options out there, too, on Patreon. And I've had, you know, you get these emails from folks and they're like, hey, we want to replace a link or spon- do you do sponsor posts? I just say uh, uh, we have we have sponsorships on Patreon. I'm like, oh, I want to do PayPal. And I'm like, I don't do PayPal. Sorry. Like, yeah. you want to join me? Join me on Patreon and and figure this, you know, kind of figure this thing out. I've been doing math on that. Um if you're now, if you're doing five dollars, you're you're doing great. If you um, if you're getting, let's say you, your first Patreon level was twenty, you'd be better to use Glow.fm. Glow.fm has a better pricing deal than anything oh. above thirteen. And if you're making more than seventy five dollars on Patreon, there's a new thing called Ki Low. No fees, just the processing fees. Uh, so they don't take a percentage, but there's a, a blank $6 fee a month. So, and I did the okay. math on that. And if you're making more than $75 in Patreon, then you're paying more than $6 a month. I was no. like, interested. I need to look into that because I definitely am. Yeah. I didn't so know that. I was yeah. like, they just came on board. So, uh, Glow, and Glow, the other one you mentioned is Glow. Glow.fm. Okay. If you're getting more. Yeah, I know you had them on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're actually pretty cool. They're, but it's one of those things where it sounds, cheap because it's only 50 cents per private user if you're right. using that's if you're doing private stuff so uh mr naughty bits is uh is at the door so we're going to bring him All right, on bring in. him in what's hey. up banks hey everybody hi dave hi jim hey jim great yeah. to hear you were concerned last week i do appreciate that oh yeah, yeah. you were gone we i was like where are you like you're here every week and you were gone last week what was the deal uh I showed up and it wasn't in my feed. It wasn't in Dave's channel. I assumed yeah. it was an off week and left because oh. I'm one of those people that just show up at uh, ten thirty every right. week and wonder where's my Dave and Jim. Yeah, Dave, there was something weird about last week. I yeah. was telling Dave about that earlier. I, I I was quizzing him. I'm like, did we do something different last week? And so, anyways, okay, neither here nor there. That's not riveting podcasting. What kind of questions <laughs> do you have for us? Well, I have a couple of things. Um, Let's start off with something uh, from Reddit. I had a Redditor post uh, that they were removed from Anchor for having a music-based podcast. Yes. Now, this wasn't they were removed from Spotify. They were removed from Anchor. Same thing now, right? Yeah. Uh, Anchor goes to other places, theoretically. Yeah, but they're owned by I realize that, but I found it uh, interesting that the host will kill the podcast due to content. This is sort of the thing that drives me. Yeah. Well, I, I've been, you know, I've been hearing a lot of COVID with, with all this COVID stuff going on. There's, it's not just, not just Spotify, not, I mean, YouTube's taking interest and there's some, you know, there's some content that's being limited or removed if, and, you know, so I think there's a lot of that going on right now. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, but no. Well, there's a name I can say right now, and it will get your uh, show taken off the live stream. Don't right do as we it. Speak. Don't uh, do it. 
they pulled down C-SPAN because a senator said this wow. name wow. Uh, on the live stream of C-SPAN. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, no, you got to be careful. It's 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 a weird it's a weird world right now. That, that there's definitely some of that going on. Well, for example, I just posted into the YouTube live chat uh, a couple of words, and uh, I don't know if you can necessarily see them or not because yeah. no, they're there. They're Chinese. Uh, they're Chinese. Uh, they a week ago you would not have been able to see them. They were being deliberately censored out of live chats and comments by YouTube because saying the words communist bandit and 50 cent party uh, offended someone. And it was specifically pulled out of uh, all chats Hmm. uh, Hmm. going back about a year, apparently. Interesting. Uh, 50 cent parties basically uh, paid people who repost propaganda mm-hmm. and it was a slur used against them who, uh, when they repost uh, comments it's like yeah. uh, the movie shills uh, so, that... so bangs you're saying there's active uh, censoring going on inside of google hang or google chat rooms is that oh, what you're absolutely saying? there yeah. are lots yeah. of words i can type yeah. in there or post sure. most of sure. them being very offensive uh, yeah. there's a list of them uh somewhere i can track down i've posted it on reddit before yeah i haven't i haven't in all the stuff that i do i haven't ever come across i haven't ever had a problem i don't i'm not in the political political space so it probably doesn't matter but uh, i've never never david you ever had any we've never certainly never had any problem on here on saturday mornings no we we're not uh you know that's not our uh, yeah it's not our gig it's not our bubble yeah so yeah 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 cool what else banks Well, um, the other thing is I wanted to mention uh, something I was going to mention last week when I couldn't find you, uh, the whole podcast addict situation. Yeah, that was weird. Where Google pulled down podcast addict, uh, the number one independent client for podcasts on the Android platform, because they can get podcasts which don't have control over the COVID stuff. Mm. And there can be misleading information. So they pull down apps that could potentially yeah. contain misleading information, which basically puts the entire podcasting field under threat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it can be a little, that can be a little concerning when you think about the, the power that it's always been there though. Well, it's like uh, Apple and their directory that controls what 80% of all feeds on all apps overall a big chunk because when you anything that's not a walled garden essentially yeah i mean well the fun part let me do my little uh text expander here when you when you are approved by apple and this is just a small list i'm sure there's more but once you're approved in apple you are automatically then in Castbox, himalaya listen notes overcast pocket cast pod chaser and player.fm Basically, anybody that subscribes to one of the services that pulls the directory yeah, API. The API. Yeah, so they're using yeah. the API. So that's yeah. where uh, James Cridlin was saying, are we really an open thing because Apple just dominates so much? But I, I get it. I get his point. But on the other hand, I know, um, I think I heard Todd say, uh, Todd Cochran say that Overcast is working on making their own database. Because it is. If, if uh, all Apple has to say is like, hey, uh, if somebody goes, hey, Apple, we don't like the way you do such and such. So they're going to go, how do you like our API, though? That's all they have to say. And they're like, oh, you know what? Never mind them on that. We're not complaining. We're good. So Well, Apple has pulled people from their uh, podcast for non... Hmm, how do I want to put it? For uh, not naughty word type reasons oh yeah sure. well that sure. and and, people... and that pulls them from everybody's uh yeah. podcast well, not everybody not everybody. it pulls them from everybody who subscribed to apple stuff it's not no. it's not a hundred percent and you're from you're removed from the uh, other directories sure it's sure. that That's point still not a hundred percent though um from being found sure. in the future well, it's a lot. It is well, a lot, like, but it's not 100%. Back. You're not completely censored. You can well, continue like to provide your own. Well, pulled uh, a particular host uh, one, late one Sunday night, and then Apple and Facebook and YouTube followed suit within 24 hours and basically depersoned this person. Yeah. But even if all those people pull you, you still can have a site where you yep. can have a you can have it streamed, you can do your own thing. This is a lot different than TV or radio. Like, if I get pulled from radio... I'm pulled from radio. That's I'm not. I'm Surprisingly, not showing the up anywhere. Still on else. radio. 
you know, if I get pulled, if I'm on a net, if I have a network television show and they pull that, there's no other way to get that right uh, via, t- via television where you can still, I mean, you can still host your own stuff. You don't, I mean, now granted audience is small, discovery is difficult, right? All those things that makes it really, really hard. But I, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, like if Apple pulls you, it's a hundred percent. 80 to 95. Sure. But it's not, but, but. You still have a you still have a voice. You yeah. still you're, do your thing. You're then asking people to manually subscribe to their RSS feed. Yeah, you are. So Just you are, and if they're if they're engaged thing. enough, yeah. if they're engaged enough, they'll do it. They'll yeah. find a way. If they're engaged enough, they'll and, find a way. And Joe Rogan is asking people to go to Spotify. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, banks yeah. don't get don't get me wrong. It's it's a it it's a concern, right? It is a concern. Uh, on the other side of things, if we've got some someone doing a bunch of jackassery out there that doesn't shouldn't have a voice. We should have a way to collectively remove it. Yeah, there was a, from who should things. have that power. Well, that's that's the question. Well, I, and every that's the com- question, I, and it's kind of like the army. I mean, when you join the army and they go, "Hey, we're going to ship you over to Germany," you can't go, "Hey, hey, wait, what?" No, you know what you signed up for. So when yeah. you agree to those terms of services, and it says, "Hey, you can't promote hate speech." And you start going, hey, we want to kill every good everybody, you know, kill this guy, kill that guy. Okay, they're gonna kick the you out. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you can't go, hey, hey, what do you mean you're kicking me out? No, you you had a thing that said I I agree not to do this. So, you know, is it censorship? Sure. You, you, what do you mean I can't say we should kill? You know, blah blah blah. Well, okay, you can do that. You just can't do it here. And and it's not to say there isn't free speech. Uh, you you're free to say it, but you're also free to accept the consequences. So I, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's scary because you're giving somebody the power, and you're hoping that that as that um, filter, you want that filter as narrow as it can be. And the minute they go, well, okay, we're going to filter hate speech. It, it's like when I played in a country band, we had a criteria: only top ten. Uh, country songs within the last X amount of years. Why? Because the minute you go, okay, we'll play Skinnerd. Skinnerd's country rock. And the next thing you know, you're a country band that's playing the doors. So by having that criteria, we stayed exactly where we were. When you start to loosen it up, it gets wider and wider. The next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing a show about craft beer. How did I get blocked for Mm -hmm. political reasons? You know, and it's like, well, censorship's a tough is a is a super tough conversation like there's no we're not going to solve it in 10 minutes on ask the podcast yeah that's true. It's, a, <laughs> it's a super difficult conversation to have for sure yep and i want to direct this directly to jim because yeah. dave looks like he desperately wants to drink a cup of coffee for this next question desperately uh so jim uh yeah. what do you think about the recent executive order as it applies to podcasting and podcast hosts or more importantly, the investigation Senator Cruz is uh, in, uh, starting up in the same vein, uh, specifically against Twitter, because they are allowing the Iranian government to use Twitter, and they're technically on a list of no-no states. So I have no comment. No comment? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing. No, I'm well, sure it's an, important, but I, the I executive I order uh, Trump just know. signed will remove Section 230 protections under the Communications Decency Act from uh, yeah. content providers. There he is, uh, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Naughty Bix. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming, it's buddy. Too, too deep for us. <laughs> yeah. Too deep for us on that. That's that's way too. That's way too. When, when the chat room starts complaining, uh, I love you, Bangs, but yeah. this is not the yeah, show for I that. Don't. I, well, let me just let me let me wrap that up. Yeah. I, I don't. I've been following that. I, I would have no. I would have no. Should we be? Sh- okay, let's just say. Should we be following oh. some of those things? Yeah, I think some of them are important. Like it's it's important to be a informed citizen and know all those things that are associated with it. But I haven't been following any. Of yeah, those. Carrie says, "Oh my God, if we're talking about Trump, I'm done." Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's not really the spirit of our show. Uh, Here's a, a question for you, Jim. You you do occasionally go on other shows. Yeah. How picky? Not as much as you, but well, I, how picky are you about podcasts that you go on? Yeah. Well, it depends. So, with the if it's work related, I've got to be pretty picky. You know, we just I can't right. from a work standpoint. I can't have. I've got to. I've got to have a little bit of higher standards from a podcasting perspective, or talking about podcasting or technology or those kinds of things. I can I can be a little more I can be a little more liberal. Yeah, for me, I've been on 
I've been a lot of episode one for people because they'll be members of the school of podcasting. They're like, hey, can I interview you? And I'm like, sure, not a problem. And I used to be like, if you asked me, I would go on your show. And I don't do that quite as much anymore. I had some people that would be like, yeah, I'd like to talk to you about launching a podcast, blah, blah, blah. And it would turn out they don't have a podcast. What they wanted was free consulting. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now what I do is I look to see, A, do you have a podcast? And then I started, I don't want to get too, again, too picky, but like if you have five episodes, yeah. If you don't, like if you, if you have, like if I'm going to be one of the ones you have in the can, no. I'm, I'm like, I want to be, yeah. Because I, 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 yeah. I, I had a bunch that I started paying attention and I just noticed that I was doing a lot of interviews that never saw the time of day. And I was well, like, and that's when you're like, look, I got other things to do. You know, I do you pre- feel like you're getting more or less in the last, if we take like the last six months, are you getting more invites or less invites or about the same? About the same. And it's gone yeah. up in the last two weeks. Uh, and now I'm not oh. getting asked to be on podcasts. I'm asked to speak on a virtual thing. I'm doing a virtual mm. thing today. Mm. Um, so it's going to be, you know, interesting. But yeah, I used to just do anybody because I would figure in the end, what's the episode that usually ends up getting the most downloads? It's the first one because it's been there for X amount of years. And plus, if I have somebody that's like, you know what? I remember Dave Jackson. He came on my show when I didn't have any listeners yet. That was so nice of him. So uh, and plus, it just it, I don't know. I'm like, why not? You know, but, yeah. but yeah. when I just started noticing, I'm like, look, I, I did four episodes in the last six months and I've never heard back that, Hey Dave, our show went live. And then you go back Uh, and you dig through your emails and you're like, Hey, and they're like, Oh yeah, I decided not to launch a podcast. And I'm like, it's like, well, you know, the the interview was for 40 minutes. I was on the phone with you for an hour and a half. Yeah. Do you think they're getting to the spot where they're trying to do that? I'm going to make 50 podcasts before I launch. And then that the burden of that, like is so enormous like that you, you're like, oh my god! I've just edited two, and I'm already losing my mind. Um, you know, this isn't for me. So maybe some of that advice, good or bad, some of that advice of you know, hey, have even twenty, fifty is a little bit of an exaggeration, but even having twenty in the can before you get started, so you can. This is where I don't get that philosophy. How are we doing on time? We got two minutes. Okay. Um, this is where I don't get that philosophy of like, so you got 20 in the can, so you're always ready to kind of go where I, I, I think if you have too many there, it actually t- take your foot off the gas after launch. And I think you kind of need, and you allude to this in, in some of the way you explain it, you kind of need that tension to pull you forward in your, in, in your early days, you're learning a ton too. And so you can't apply that learning to any of those 20 that are in the can, right? You're going to have 20 that have first podcast launch quality, which you know isn't always the best. And then you've you've got to get those out there. And in some cases what you're finding is they're not getting those out there. So I don't know. That just doesn't seem, you know, I I, I personally like the day to day tension of like, oh, I got to get something produced. I think that makes me better than oh I got a bunch in the can. Now okay, a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, there's exceptions. Of course there's exceptions. Yeah. If you want to have them, if it makes you feel better, do it that way. But I need the tension to kind of pull me forward. Yeah, uh, Randy says, how do you prepare for appearances? I'm thinking people who appear on numerous shows, but they say the same thing every time. Yeah, I do try to go and listen to an episode, so I have an idea of who the heck I'm, I'm listening to. Um, so Dave forgot to put down the slider. We start the show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I always try to listen just so I have an idea of who I'm talking to. And then in the event I didn't do that, I always ask, I ask a lot of questions because I'm always amazed at how many people don't let me know who I'm talking to. And, you know, they're just like, can you come on? I'll be like, sure. And then I get here and I'm like, so what's your show about? Who's your audience? Like how geeky can I get that kind of thing? Just so I know who I'm talking to and, and I want to connect with them and I don't want to talk over their head or anything like that. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on, uh, the average guy.tv? Yeah. We spent some time with Chris Nessie. He came on, he's in the chat room right now. So Chris, thanks for coming out this morning. So yes, uh, Chris, and I spent some time talking about it. it was a follow-up to a conversation from a couple of weeks ago about how these, how all this current stuff that's going on right now is affecting education. And of course, there's nobody better to talk about that than Chris Nessie. So he comes on, updates it. I'll be posting that a little bit later this weekend. I, I got to address this here. 
Uh, any quick tips on interviews? We're 46 episodes in. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com. In the, click on episodes and in the search box, type in ultimate. And you'll see an episode there about the ultimate guide to doing and performing interviews. That was scrolling up the, the thing yep. here. On the School of Podcasting, I've done part of the show here today. We're talking about what happens when you mess up. Because my last episode was a train wreck in some aspects. And I was like, well, how did I go about fixing that? Because, well, we're human. And sometimes we do things that we go, ooh, and you wake up and you got the five emails that going, do you know you have a typo in your title? And you're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, but uh, that's coming up. And then I've got more interviews in the can, speaking of having things in the can, that I actually am going to interview. Uh, I had another guy that's kind of making a living with this podcast. Those have been coming out of the woodwork. So, uh, But uh, thanks to the chat room. Thanks to our awesome supporters. Everybody stick around for some post-show coming up right after this. 